If you don't know football, you shouldn't be with the microphone in your hand. Hello, welcome back. Another edition of uh, the F90 podcast. Uh, What do we call it? I keep forgetting. Match week four has been and gone. That sounds like we're doing like a shit joke over and over again. But match week four has been and gone and we're here to talk about it. Who is with me today? After you, Ollie, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, uh... Who's that? It's Ollie. There's no Bijan though. Ollie, you. <laughs> uh, Ollie, Ollie, there's no Bijan though. That's, that's my surname. There's always three members of this podcast. I miss Friday. True. I'm now back in. Bijan's on the subs bench, and I'm sure Jimmy will miss next week. And our quartet will just be a one-off. You gave it away, but look, Jimmy's here as well. Say hello to Yo, people. Guys. Hi, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we got some stuff to talk about today. You make it sound like we're live. I quite like it. Yep. Thank God we got some stuff to talk about on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I want to go live one day. That's the that's the goal in my eyes. It is your goal with no 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 thinking behind it. You just want to. You think you can just press a big red button and you broadcast George. to the nation. You got to shoot for the stars, mate, and that's it. Listen, that's I'm not in a shoot. I'm not in a shoot for the stars mood. I'm a little bit deflated. Why are you deflated? I won't be deflated. No, no. Because, well, we'll we'll go into the Arsenal game, but I just, you want to win. You want to win every game. You went 2 0 down against the yourself lucky. Well, we'll come on to that anyway. Has anyone got time? It's a quarter to 12 on a a Monday morning. See what I was doing there? (laughs) <laughs> why did you just awesome. come up with those random times <laughs> I was trying to do the magic of the podcast uh, you're still stuck yeah, in that being a... live mode aren't you <laughs> he's <Yes>. in belief <clears throat> right, George is right though it's That's time me. for yeah. round the gr- <coughs> oh, God. I don't for you George mate I don't for you oh, you got sore throat it's time to go round the ground early game on Saturday lunchtime kickoff. St Mary's Southampton versus Man United 1-1 Daniel James great goal putting Man United ahead Yannick Vestergaard pinned him back after a good showing in the second half for Southampton Kevin Danso with one of the worst displays I've ever seen in the Premier League getting sent off to uh, top the cake off with some lovely icing let me move into the, the uh, three o'clock kickoffs. Stamford Bridge Chelsea versus Sheffield United 2-2 there Tammy Abraham putting Chelsea 2-0 up two goals uh, Callum Robinson equalising right after half time and then Kurt Zuma own goal own goal own goal own goal um, 
good result for Sheffield United. Then we go to uh, Sellers Park, Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa, 1-0 to Palace, Jordan Ayew breaking the deadlock after about 70 minutes. Good win for Palace, suddenly they're in the top four and after two games we thought they looked a bit shit, but there you go. Then we go to the King Power Stadium, Leicester 3, Bournemouth 1. Jamie Vardy getting a couple of goals. Callum Wilson did draw Bournemouth level in the first half. Um, Yuri Tielemans also scoring in the uh, first half. Should have got sent off. We'll come back to that, undoubtedly. Uh, At the Etihad, Man City doing what Man City do best. 4-0 against Brighton. Uh, De Bruyne running the show there. Goal, couple of assists. Um, Aguero getting two and Bernardo Silva coming on late to score as well. St James's Park, Newcastle one, Watford one. Will Hughes didn't miss this time after he missed his city against West Ham. Fabian Shah scoring a goal that shouldn't have counted. We'll come back to that as well, no doubt. Uh, the London Stadium, um, the shithole. West Ham two, Norwich nil. Um, Sebastian Allaire scoring again. Uh, and Yarmolenko, the Ukrainian boxer, back after about 47 months Boy. with a goal. 10. Uh, then we go to the evening kickoff. Sounded like a goat then. Evening kickoff <laughs> at Turf Moor. Burnley nil, Liverpool three. Uh, Chris Wood own goal, which, yeah, I'm on board with that being an own goal after a freak cross from Trent. Mane also scoring in the first half. And then Firmino. Firmino, sorry, Jimmy. In the 80th minute, yeah, I do. A little bit of argy bargy. We might talk about that. We all know all about that, anyway. Uh, Goodison Park today, Sunday. Um, Everton three, Wolves two. Uh, Richie Nielsen, Richarlison's getting a couple of goals. Wobi also scoring. Um, Roman Saints scoring for Wolves and uh, Jimenez in the second half. Willy Bolly with a red card. That may affect some of your uh, fantasy teams. Not mine, haha. Emirates today. Four o'clock kickoff, or well, 4.30, I think it is. Arsenal two, Tottenham two. Um, bad start for Arsenal, two nil down in the first half. Alex Lacazette scores just before the break. Bamyang equalises for the Gunners in the second half. Um, a lot to talk about from that as I went. But those be the scores. <clears throat> right. We want to sink our teeth into, uh, I think, some some upsets. They're not really upsets. But the first one we'll talk about is uh, Southampton getting a draw against Man United. Quite a boring game, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I agree. Yeah, Jimmy, what did you think of the game then? Um, Man United dominated the first half quite easily. Uh, it was surprising to see them not necessarily on the back foot in the second half, but just not asserting the dominance that they had in the first. Um, I don't know. They just didn't. They just lacked something, and I can't really get out. Pogba was absolutely dreadful. Like really, really bad. He gave the ball away. I can, Sluggish. I can think of three, maybe four times that he gave the ball away. Mm. He was dreadful. Rashford wasn't very good at all. He was no presence up top. And I think Man United are actually lucky that they had Daniel James on the pitch. I think he was one of their best players, especially going forward. Um, but yeah, it was just a rubbish game. Yeah, he looked, he looked lively, even if he's, he's, he's not always threatening. He's he's someone yeah. that's making stuff ha- happen. Um, yeah. I love that finish. 
It was lovely, wasn't yeah, it? Really nice. yeah. Loved it. Lasered. And the nets at, at uh, St. Mary's fucking throw everything back out straight away and uh, made it look even better. Um, Southampton, I was, I was impressed. As much as we may say that Man United were not great, I thought Southampton looked really good in the second half. What did you think, Ollie? He's just a good manager, isn't yeah. he? I think we were all in agreement at the beginning of the season that they're going to be fine. Um, they didn't really do too much in, in the summer. I think Che Adams has struggled a little bit in terms of he's probably looking for that first mm. goal just to get off the mark. But you're still not worried about them in the slightest, even though Nathan Redmond's picked up an injury recently. Um, and I just think they knew how to cause United problems, especially because we've seen through United season so far like the Wolves game is pretty much a carbon copy in my opinion dominate the first half struggle in the second and I think Southampton knew how to get at them but yeah just you know slightly going back to United I think it's indicative of their where they're at at the moment that Dan James is the star player mm. a lot of um, you know take this as you want a lot of Twitter talk uh, slating Pepe from Man United fans I don't know if that's a little bit of bitterness or whatever um, but from their point of view, that that kid from Swansea um, is their best player at the moment, which, you know, they probably weren't intending for him to be their best player four games in, mm. uh, which, you know, I think is a problem. Um, but yeah, Southampton, I was impressed with Chad Adams looked a little bit sort of eager, like you're saying. David De Gea, I'm the only one, this is going to be a bit of a theme on this episode, I'm the only one thinking certain things. Uh, yeah. Their goal came from a corner in which mm. Vescard headed it at goal and David De Gea uh, made a save for the cameras, in my opinion. Ball came back in the box and it's in the net. And I seem to be the only person that thinks he should have caught that ball and the goal is his fault. Yeah, but you just don't think about any other thing other than the, the point of contact. What do you mean? You don't think about the fact that someone has just made a header, so he's obviously going to dive across his goal because he's got a whole goal to fill. Someone puts straight a header on your goal. Down the middle. You need to make no. But he's already diving before the before Nonsense. the header is made. He's getting himself across. He's trying to make himself bigger than the goal. You. He's not going to stand up straight and he's not going to try and catch the ball because he's thinking the ball is going to go somewhere else. Then it's going to. You don't think it's going to go straight down? He the literally. Middle. He's got across. Collapsed his and legs. He's made the save. Collapsed his legs. You cannot. You cannot catch a ball in that situation, and no keeper would. Unfortunately, Ollie, do you know what I'm talking about? So what are you saying? He should have made a dive to save it or he should have come and came no, the ball? No, you know the first header? He should have... Yeah. No, the first header, yeah, from yeah. the corner, not uh -huh. coming to claim it, the one that he that was headed at goal and he palmed it out yeah. and then Danto put yeah. it back in. He made it look mm. dramatic and it came back to He does, actually. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, but the thing is, is I kind of, kind of completely see where Jimmy's coming from as well. I mean, I... I don't want to just criticise De Gea for criticising De Gea's sake, if you know what Why I mean. Why not? He's about no, to be the highest what, paid that's goalkeeper. What, that's what George likes to do. No, yeah, George, but the, I just think, like, I, I agree. Like, if you're paid this amount of money, we should expect a lot from him. But at the same time, I don't want to be ultra critical just because he's made a mistake. Like, the one against Palace, for me, was a massive mistake. But this week, I can see why you're criticising him, but I don't want to just bash him every week just because he's not up to his old high standards. Well, the problem I... If... Go on. 
if, if it was Leno, your own keeper, you wouldn't say you got a catch net, but we'll get on to Leno later. Absolute we're talking bullshit. That is a bullshit of the highest order. Just it's De Gea, just, That's just so not true. Ollie, right. step in and tell him that I would have definitely said the same thing. <laughs> but we can find out in a bit when we talk about his howling performance and then subsequent brilliant yeah, saves. His howling <laughs> performance, but... Oh, well, a bit of an error, wasn't it? Leno even flopped at St Mary's last year and I couldn't believe, and I think you'll agree with me, he was actually catching corners today and it, not that they were difficult catches, but I nearly had to sit back down in my seat because um, I'm used to seeing him punch <laughs> them for dear life. Uh, yeah. No, but my point being, if De Gea makes that save and the goal doesn't come from it, that's another one on the highlight reel that people will applaud him for and say, look at this, look at the amazing saves he can do. And if he's actively trying to do that and it comes back and bites him, I'm going to sit here and call him out on it. And it was his fault that they conceded. When something like that happens, though, you've got to put yourself in their shoes. And when you see a ball coming in from out wide and you see a free header going towards your goal, you're getting across and you're going to make yourself big. I don't, you're not going to stand up. I think you need to watch it again. To make a catch. I, think, I really think you need to watch it again. What you're describing is so not what it was like. He gets across his goal. Doesn't get a, he doesn't have to get across his goal. What is this nonsense? He's going to stand up straight when Jimmy, they see that ball coming. It's this get across this goal thing you're talking about. He literally doesn't have to move left or right. He just stands still, palms it, and throws his legs in the air like he made the greatest yeah. save ever. Agree or disagree? No keeper's going to stand up straight and catch that ball. Well, the best keepers would. Um, Allison catches that. And starts a counter-attack. Liverpool go up the other end and make it 2-0, in my opinion. Um, but that we'll find out that your opinion's worthless when we talk about other points in the show, eh, George? Lennon? Well, maybe we will. But yeah, Man United, bit of um, uh, a dodgy start, in my opinion. I think the fact they even beat Chelsea 4-0 and then are having this kind of result shows that it's even dodgier. Does that make sense? Then if they'd have lost or drawn the Chelsea game, it shows yeah. that something's very strange there. And they're going to have a season that's very much like that, I think. Yeah, but I've, I've had a little think about this because I'm kind of comparing them and Chelsea at the moment because I think they're both teams that are going under some form of like rebuilding. But I, I think I'm, I'm kind of content with where United are at at the moment. They're getting a lot of hate and a lot of criticism because obviously they struggled, especially in the last couple and of years. And because they're Man United and we all I, fucking hate them. Yeah. But 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 that's it. It's it's not that we hate them. Hate it's them. more that they were so successful for I so long. Them. But this is the first season since really since Fergie's gone where I can actually see what they're trying to do. I know it's not the prettiest <coughs> right now, but by signing who they've signed and trying to develop youngsters and getting rid of what they perceive as dead wood, I can at least finally see what they're trying to do. The same with Chelsea. So although I don't see either teams having great seasons, I certainly don't see either of them finishing in the top four. I can just understand what they're trying to build on mm. now. Well, you mentioned Chelsea and you mentioned that um, it was the same sort of thing for Man United that happened in the Wolves game. It's now that Chelsea have also had this electric start in a couple of games, even the Man United game. Um, and the Leicester game, and now the Sheffield United game, where they look like they're world beaters, and then either the intensity can't be kept up, or their average age was 24, they don't look uh, streetwise enough to see out games. Um, but good result for Sheffield United, really. 
big, big result. What do you think of it? Yeah. Um, I just think that Sheffield United are just going to pick up points left, right, and centre this <clears> season. <throat> I don't think that there's a bad team in this Premier League. We've you know had dross in the last couple of years of Huddersfield and the like, but this year Sheffield United can pick up not points with anyone, but they've got a way of playing. And what I liked about them yesterday is they had the defensive mix up for Abraham's second goal. And they didn't let it perturb them. And they, they kept on pushing and they kept on sticking to what they know. And this is the same as Norwich. Like, they know what they're doing and they're not going to try and overcomplicate things. Mm. And I just think that, you know, Chelsea came up against a side that are probably more organised than them right now. This is a team that have been settled since last year. They know exactly <laughs> what their jobs are. And Chelsea is still finding their feet this season. Yeah. Jimmy, do you... Um... You've you've been strong in saying that Chelsea is still going to finish in the top six. Um, Leicester again won um, at the weekend. Are you starting to maybe think otherwise about that? Um, to be honest with you, George, I am. There you go. Um, honest. I held his hands up. <laughs> I hold my hands up. I, I am very noble of you. I don't care whether you've got a transfer ban or not. You should be beating Sheffield when first Sheffield United at home and, and Wednesday, that. and Wednesday. Even if they beat them all, visit down the bridge. But um, yeah, I be honest with you, I'm holding my hands up and I'm saying I they I, I don't know what's going on because they've got a really good team. Have they so, really? I think that's out of bullshit. It's a lot better than Sheffield United, I'll tell you that. Well, that, yeah. He's not wrong there. No, it's but... It's a lot better than Sheffield United because... Of course. Every single player and their bench would get in their starting lineup and their bench, so... Yeah. But... Yeah. It's a... They, that's it's a talent. That, should be, you're talking should about be talent. You're talking about talent. Yeah. But, so, that obviously, the questions come towards Frank Lampard. What's he no, doing it's, to not get those results? I think... Result. I think Chelsea... People have said that Chelsea have a better team than they, than I think that they have. Uh, they they would have finished miles outside the top four, if not for Hazard last year. And obviously, we all know he's got him. We don't need to go over that. But I just look at their team and I, I just, I don't think that it's just, I, obviously there's talent there, but I just, it doesn't scare me as a, an opposing fan. It doesn't make me jealous as an opposing fan. Um, do you know what I mean? I, 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 there's obviously well, there's good no names, there. are there? Well, it's Kante, yeah, we did and that's this at it. the beginning, exactly, and that's what I was about to say because we did this at the beginning of the year, and the one for Chelsea was Kante, but he's not an attacking player. He's not a player that's going to hurt you, mm. even if he starts, you know, picking up different roles. He's still never going to even get more than five or ten a season. So he's the only that he's is, the only player I'd take in the Arsenal team. Kante. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's the only one. But just Kante? Yeah, just Kante. So you'd take no. Rudiger? No, I wouldn't. I think you would. I wouldn't. You'd take Rudiger and you'd probably take Kepa as well. I wouldn't take Kepa. You'd take no... Rudiger. Stop lying. I would, I'm not. Why Why has it got to be that I'm lying? It's just mental. You would, so it's they've not... dished off their fourth choice centre back that you're starting. Yeah, you're and I never said I wanted him. their first choice. I, look, Rudiger's looking amazing. While he's injured, yeah, can we all agree on that? He finished the season relatively strong even before he just ruptured whatever he ruptured. But it, it, I, I, look, saying I'd so take their centre half isn't that. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Um, 
I think either or are going to do bad at Arsenal. It's not that you I'll take Rudiger and then we're going to be amazing. Do you see what I mean? I wouldn't. I'd only take Kante. But you'd take Rudiger over. You'd take David Luiz. So I don't care what you say. So, but that's I just... think you like Jorginho. No, why would I have Jorginho? Oh, who's for? better, Xhaka? Xhaka's better than him, is he? Well, Sabios is better than him. More effective than him. He was What's the point last week and he was on for what twenty minutes this week. I, Imagine having Jorginho on the Arsenal team. Fuck my yeah, life. Instead of Jack to shit. Jack is not going to play. Yeah, okay, I know. We're going to come on to Arsenal. Save it. But I, I'm, I'm telling you now. Stick a pin in it. The only person you'd get is him. Is your mental? No, the only person I want. Yeah, I'm happy with the rest of the Arsenal team compared to Chelsea's team. Which says a lot. Um, it says a lot from your opinion. <clears throat> doesn't but like that's just ridiculous. Well, so you're you're what you're just giving me Rudiger. I'm giving you Rudiger. I'm giving you Jorginho, Kante, Fuck. Um, Kepa, Kepa. Yeah, I'd give Kepa all day Kepa. long. Nonsense. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. That's not how I view it. But yeah. anyway, that's me as a direct rival to Chelsea. If that's how I feel, I'm sure Man United fans and the club feel the same and so do Tottenham they're, they're not scary this year um, weak feeble immature um, but I, I think there's a lot of like Tottenham aren't scary and neither are Arsenal <clears throat> Tottenham are still scary really? Tottenham are scary not, yeah, scary. Now, not the way they're playing at the moment Arsenal are scary because they've got the defence oh, weaker than a that's just nonsense Oli he's talking nonsense man you got I think Liverpool I think Liverpool are scared of you What's that? why would Liverpool be scared of us I'm talking about direct rivals as an Arsenal fan, talking about a Chelsea team. I think Chelsea would be scared of Arsenal more than Arsenal should be scared of Chelsea. Thoughts? Chelsea ain't half the team that they were last season because they lost Hazard. I know. And that's exactly what I'm talking about, you thick motherfucker. <laughs> that just, just backs up my point. No. You're just mental, saying you only have Kante from the team. You're mental. Well, You're funny mental. enough. Um, mental. Liverpool, uh, it's funny. I, last year, I I think, oh, Liverpool, yeah, good old Liverpool, love them. They're almost like a nice alternative to see. I'm, I'm a little bit bored of Liverpool now, to be honest with you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think last year they just became so solid at the back and they've obviously slipped up a little bit at the beginning of this year in terms of, you know, shots against them. But now I just feel like they're just turning that screw again and they're just so compact and they don't play you off the park. They just run you down, I think. I think that's how I see it personally. And um, to go away, Burnley have had an all right start to the season. Obviously, they mess up midweek against Sunderland in the Cup, but... I don't know. I just feel like Liverpool just they're, they're workmanlike almost. And they're hate, able to yeah. change positions, but like midfield, they'll change the midfield free, and then they'll bring in Origi, and they just they're just like pound you and they hound you, and they just get you, and they just grind you down, and then before you know it, it's three nil. I can't, I can't stand and, their midfield. Can you? Yeah, I just don't like any of their players, and I don't like Jurgen Klopp. So. I like Mane a lot. I love Andy like Robertson. Like mine. Did you like Mane's reaction? Yeah. Um, was, was, he's so greedy, Salah, isn't he? It's, it's strange yeah. because you need I it. I think everyone felt like that. You need it in your team. It's but at the same though. time, like Mane scored as many goals as him last year without being as greedy and not taking penalties. Literally. So you can still like... So greedy, it's mental. Yeah, could have won that game 5-0. 
clear cut opportunities to slip Firmino in and then slip Mane, and he didn't do either of them. Awful. And at the same time, like he's he technically got the assist for Firmino's goal. Doesn't mean he made it, but like it's not that he's not getting involved in linking up the play between the three of them. And you need that. You need that one that's just not ruthless, but dead set eyes on goal. Do you know what I mean? Like it's. I think Firmino is so much more important than Salah in their Liverpool team. Well, based I think they've got on the qualities, fact they can't but I see why him. you say it. Yeah. Yeah, if you can't Salah, really replace uh, Salah. Talent-wise, it's probably better, but like in the no, Liverpool see, I team, disagree. I think, think Firmino's got more of an impact. I think they can find another Salah. I don't think they can find another Firmino. Yeah, well, I, I think within the squad, it's easier to sort of have someone do Firmino's role. Maybe not as well, but they don't have that natural left-footed, rapid forward um, if Salah was injured. It's funny, uh, people need to stop, in my opinion, calling it a front, front free almost. Um, it is in its nature, but he he they play with four in midfield, as far as I'm concerned, for majority of the game. Yeah. It's that involved as being like mm. an attacking mid. But obviously it's not as simple as that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think the Salah thing is a little bit of a non-conversation because every team needs that that person to just want to score five goals a game. He's and trying to hard now, though. But it yeah. just shows he's always he's always struck me past couple of seasons that it's just come easy to him. Whereas this season, what I've seen like and the end of last season, just he's just trying too hard. I think wow. he's. he's He's just pushing it a little bit too far and he needs to relax himself. He went through that phase, didn't he? Um, in like February, we went like six six games or a bit more than that without a goal and he was forcing it to fuck, not passing to yeah. anyone. And it was uncomfortable to watch. He found his form a little bit again towards the end of the season. Um, but I, yeah, I, it's funny because he was playing like that against Burnley, like he hadn't scored for like five games. Mm. And he's literally already on like three or four goals. Like, I don't know where the desperation was coming from, putting it on his weak foot instead of passing. Bizarre. Literally. Fucking bizarre. Fair play but, to Marley for kicking off as well. Yeah, I love it. it I've little, never seen... Like, it's a little bit, like, embarrassing as well, as that. The way he's gone about it, like, shouting and hollering in front of, like, your manager and that, like, just have a word with him sort of thing. I was Klopp started laughing straight away on the touchline, did if you saw... started screaming at Jordan Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> I think generally it's gone down quite well outside. Everyone thinks it's quite nice. I think it's nice to see personally some fucking personality in quite a boring team, as far as I'm concerned. How boring, aren't they? So, so boring. It's just that midfield, the, the three that play will just run themselves into a ground for like four games. Then they'll switch it up a little bit and then get them back in. They're just very, like all he's so saying, boring. it's workman like. Very yeah. strange. Um, let's talk about uh, v- VAR. Yeah. Yes, I yes. really want. To. I really um, want. To. As always, more decisions. More. It's going to be the same every week, isn't it? Yeah. Is it? You can't not, can you? Is it ever going to come to an end? No, it's not. To be honest. <laughs> let's go through them. Let's go through them. Right. As far Three as big, two on. massive ones. Which ones are they then? Number one. Uh, Ale, 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 number one is obviously oh. the Grealish. Number two. And Alea. What? The Alea penalties. Yeah, but you were 2 0 up. The game was done. 
It doesn't. I hate it when people say that. Okay, I hate right. it. No, fair Honestly, enough, I feel fair like enough, smashing my head up against the wall when people say that. You no. think just because we're winning, they should get decisions wrong? No. but You think that's the case? No. But listen to this. The reason I say that is because you've put that number two like that's bigger than Tielemann should have been sent off when the game was tight between Leicester and Bournemouth. That's what I mean. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think more people would have said that wasn't a red card to more people saying that wasn't a penalty. Well, that may be. We'll come on to that. The other one, so there's four, three we've mentioned. The Newcastle handball as well. The Newcastle handball, which again, take it into account, that game finished 1-1. Okay. okay. So that's quite a big deal. Right. right. Yeah, but have you seen what they've said about it? No, couldn't care less. No, no, no. What have they said? Well, you should care because they've said they missed it. <laughs> what? They they've come it? out and opened up, opened Fucking up. Hell. They've come out and admitted that they missed it. It's worse. It's, How can it's, you miss it? It's the worst. It's the worst thing for VAR so far. So for people that don't know, it's gone. Up, uh, the ball's come in, and Isaac Hayden's gone up for the ball, and he's challenging with a Watford defender, but it hit, it brushes his arm on the way down. But totally the, accidental. Yeah, doesn't matter. So obviously, under no, the, I'm just yeah, 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 totally accidental. Exactly. But obviously, under the new rules, as we've all found out from the City game against Spurs, that if it brushes your arm, touches your arm in any way leading up to a goal, the goal has to be disallowed. doesn't matter if it's accidental or you punch the ball. So it had to be disallowed. I'm a Newcastle fan, can't argue with it. And yeah, um, Adam Leventhal, who used to work for Sky, I think he works for The Athletic now, was talking about it. And he said, yeah, they came out and they admitted that they just missed it. And obviously... Jesus. You know, it's not a TV game. You've got, I mean, maybe if it's not a TV game, I almost feel like you've got more time to check the check the the cameras. And they just, yeah, they obviously haven't taken enough time. So no wonder we're seeing so many situations where you almost feel like the decisions are rushed if they're not even going to check a goal completely. It's just inexcusable, like inexcusable, because. If you're going to implement such a fucking bollocks rule in the first place, which I don't think anyone is particularly happy with, the Laporte goal should have stood. This fucking goal <laughs> should have stood. It's, it's as far as I'm concerned, they're gonna have, they're gonna want to take every single opportunity to implement this new rule. Oh, Literally any opportunity, you think they're gonna try and enforce it. So when something like that happens, you expect them to be straight on it, and they're not. It's mental. It's just... I actually can't get my head around it. Do you reckon <sighs> they're talking about it? Are they actually talk- are they addressing it, or do you reckon they just put yeah. it out, let it happen, we move on? It are they, like we are they taking a... taking? Are they listening to anyone like the, the fans? Are they listening to us? Do you reckon? Yeah, I think I think they have to be really hard not to because there's obviously been such a backlash against it. But everyone's real main gripe seems to be the lack of consistency. And that's all everyone's Joke. really asking for. I think the first thing they're going to look at doing, and the thing that I feel is they have to do, is look at not having this base at Stockley Park and having them in the stadium. Just for little things like that. It's just, it's just going to make it easier. It doesn't make sense why it's effectively outsourced. There's no need for that. Well, they have their own stable facilities where the internet speed is always going to be the same, not dependent on where they are around the country. I think that makes sense. Mm. I don't think that's the problem anyway. I I think think they need to use the TV on the end of the pitch, the the side of the pitch. 
I think they need to use well, that. Well, as we discovered last, <laughs> I discovered last week, they actually have access to it. And I yeah, know, and I think they should be used. They should it, be told to use it more. I said last week, it's arrogance. I stand by it. I don't understand why they wouldn't use it. Um, even they missed it. I mean, they missed the handball. It's, it's bizarre, but one of the that things is. that we've sp- spoken about, um, I think they did make the correct decision. It was the Harry Kane dive in the last kick of the game. Mm. Um, in the game today, I still felt as though that could have been an incident for Mike Dean to check the pitch side monitor just to clearly understand that he did dive and should have been booked for it. The thing is now, though, the way the opinion that I've got is if Mike Dean gave a penalty there with the Harry Kane dive, if Mr. If, if Mike Dean gave a penalty, they wouldn't have checked that. They wouldn't have overruled it, and that's that. So it's, it doesn't matter. VAR is useless. It's whatever the referee chooses to do. The only time mm. VAR is useful is offsides. That's it. Based on what's happened so far, you're absolutely right. Have and they, that's have all they they're giving us to anything? go on. Have no, they, they done haven't. Anything? Not no. one. Four no. weeks in, they haven't overruled one decision. Mm. Like you say, other than the offsides consistently going to them. It's just... It's a disgrace. Yeah, and, you know, four weeks, it, like, that's 40 games. <laughs> uh, does that sound a lot to you yeah it's a yeah. lot of football think of what 40 happened in games. 40 games at the World Cup that's the group and stage. they haven't they, no one's checked the TV no one's been overruled I mean what the fuck are you lot doing over there what is going who, what are they getting are you paid twiddling for? your thumbs <laughs> <laughs> send them home they don't big stuff on the line big massive Villa right we'll talk about the Villa one now oh, yeah. if Villa go down by fucking three points it's a fucking sham to be honest, and that, and like Bijan said, we're not allowed to say anything against him. You get a fine if you but, say anything. But the one thing about that disgrace. is this is the one that wasn't Var's fault over the weekend. That no, was, it was the referee's just cause fault. The, just because the ref blew his whistle, Var couldn't intervene. I mean, what the fuck are you it's talking about? No, 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 because no, but that is true. No, I'm that, right. That's always been a rule in football. I don't have a problem with that one. Just because it oh, can it God. can affect how players react because obviously the whistle did go before the ball was kicked. I know he put the keeper probably wasn't going to get to the ball and save it because it was right in the corner, but that has always been a rule. So that one, I'm, I can kind of understand VIR's like, you know, I don't think it was its fault basically. Look, obviously that's correct. However, why don't they just stop trying to, make everything the same level playing field because that Kevin friend name and shame blew his whistle a millisecond mm. before Henry Lansby slotted it in the net. Mm. None of the players, palace players stopped in that half second and let him get his shot off. They can common sense go, all right, he did blow his whistle. It was about a half a second before the ball's got in in the net. And in that instance, you have to step in. Why should you uphold this law when it's just not correct for the time? And again, Kevin, they could say in his ear, right, you've blown your whistle, right? So technically we can't intervene. What we can do here is say, you've blown your whistle. So we're going to leave the power to you because no one has been affected in this play, right? You go and have a look at it, change your mind or not. And I don't think anyone could from Palace could come out and say well, he blew the whistle so we stopped no like it's just the lack of common sense for like over 10 years now and they've even got this there's no excuses they are fucking running a mockery over there what is going on it's just disgrace I, this, and let's let's be clear as well 
the decision that Kevin Friend was giving was still so wrong <laughs> fundamentally. Like, what the fuck is going on? It's the fact that Grealish goes over. The ball is only getting to Lansbury's feet in not the best angle. So it's not like a clear-cut opportunity. So you don't know he's going to bang it in. Grealish gets straight back up. He's not even appealing for a penalty. He's stumbling not, over. He falls yeah. over. He gets straight back up because he thinks he the ball is going to come back. twice. It's not a penalty, right? And it's not a dive, Yeah. It's not about that. It's that he literally passed to someone who scored. Yeah. He, 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 I, I know the goal happened quite soon after, but he didn't even look to appeal. It was just... He, he didn't it's even... Just, he was straight back on his feet within a millisecond. Didn't even put his hands up. Didn't even look at the ref. Nothing. And can I say, right, um, if Kevin Friend has judged Grealish to dive there, he then booked him, okay? Just remember that because... I've been saying this for a good few years now. The the just piling on top of it, a little bit separate to the VAR, or entirely separate to the VAR. The inconsistency with booking people for diving is honestly, yeah, it's ridiculous. Things yeah. I hate in football. It's, it's, it's awful. If a player it, goes over in the box and he doesn't give a penalty, then it has to be a yellow card for diving. Diving. Am I right? If he if he hasn't You're fallen right. over. It's like, obviously, again, they can't be, they don't have to come out, right, and give us a bullet-pointed scenario for there being a booking. You should just say, right, that's not a fucking free kick. Um, you're, you've, di- you've dived, essentially. Just, it's one of those that you can't, I can't really put into words. You'll just, please pay attention to it, everybody. When you're watching a game and someone goes over, doesn't get a free kick, and it either goes out for a throw-in and they take the throw-in, like that to be fair, this, the ref- leads, oh, God. this leads on to the Hello one. Um, <clears throat> George is the only person in the world that thinks it's a dive. I'm the, and everyone else, 99.9% of the world, bar George and whoever the referee was, I don't even know who the referee was, and the people sat in the VIR room, which we already know, know nothing. Um, it's the most stonewall penalty I've seen not given this season. Um, <laughs> It, Don't know about that. We had fucking David Silva last week. It's stone wall, like absolute stone it, wall. Yeah, when is, I saw it, it I was like, it's, it's the most obvious. I was like, penalty straight away. I didn't even think twice. And when it wasn't given, I was like, what mm. on earth has happened? Why yeah. is he, if it, first of all, right? So with stonewall penalty, first, your VAR is useless. What's the point in it? We've, we've discovered that. George, this you think brilliant. it's a dive? Right. Why has he not been given a yellow? If he's not, thank you. I was just about to nip in there and say <laughs> the ball didn't go out of play. He played on, and it was like a clear, like whether you think it's a penalty or not, right? Because of the contact initiated, we can all admit that Alaire made the most of the contact there was to go over. You believe that's a penalty, and I believe that's not a penalty. Okay, we can all agree on that. But the fact is, he went over as if to say, "Give me a penalty." Agree? Yeah. You think rightly, I think wrongly. So if the ref also agrees with me that wrongly he's just gone over, get your fucking card out. <laughs> it makes no what sense. What the fuck <laughs> is going on over here? <laughs> fucking Paul Tierney was the ref, by the way. Another, another name and shame. It's just, I, I, the, I, again, the solution I said a couple of weeks ago, we have the highest paid players in the world. We have the highest attendance across every single club in the world. As I think Germany might be close. We have the highest match ticket prices, TV prices, TV income, and we have Muppets running the games. Absolutely. Why should we have FA supplied refs? 
fuck off. Get the best of the best in. The Premier League have enough money to do their own coaching. From nine, offer out fucking graduate schemes for people taking PE degrees in uni now. Come and be a fucking Premier League referee. No matter what nationality you are, come and be the best of the best in the best league in the world. I want Premier League. I don't want, I don't want referees that, ch- that referee in a championship and referee in the Premier League. Two completely different <sighs> leagues. I want referees that are specifically trained to ref in the Premier League, and that's that. Disgusting. But anyway, right, the reason I don't think this is a penalty is I, I can agree that there's contact, but contact does not necessarily necessarily mean there's a penalty. Case in point, Harry Kane today. Harry Kane threw himself into Socrates, right? A lot more obvious to be a dive than Allaire's, I admit. But I don't think the way that Allaire was was touched by whatever defender it was, I don't know, the way he threw himself on the floor, arms up, six foot three of him, get up. George, unfortunately, in this day and age, that is literally definition of Stonewall. And I'm not saying it because I'm a West Ham fan. Because I'm, I'm not the only one that said it is the definition of Stonewall. He's dribbled past the player, put the ball from one foot to the other, tapped it past him, and his back leg has been swiped out from behind him. He's mm. going to go down. That is a Stonewall. I think you're penalty. both right. You thought... I just think that... Sorry, Ollie. One second. One little yeah. point. Adrian in the Super Cup came out, didn't make contact <laughs> with Tammy Abraham, didn't make any contact and you said to me it's a stonewall penalty he swiped out his back leg made contact we can see the contact on his knee joint and you're telling me it's not a penalty and I'm honestly it makes me rifled in anger just again like the De Gea one he didn't swipe his leg away from him Right, that's not what happened. They smacked knees together. There's enough together contact. And Alev with, with Alev. got shot in the back. Watching it on replay. <laughs> His leg is swiped. Yeah. But you're both right, because well, he disagree. was a bit theatrical, but in this sense, there was enough contact. That's why I think it should have been a penalty. I don't think it's as stonewall as Jimmy was saying, but just quickly on Harry Kane, I actually felt as though he was about to be fouled, but he... I thought Socrates charged into him, looked like he completely lost his head, last kick of the game, and he went in like, honestly, like full pelt. And then as soon as Kane felt the slightest of touches, he literally just like arched his back and threw himself forward. I think if he'd waited half a second longer, I thought Socrates was going to put two hands on him and actually make it like a foul. I thought he was about to win a penalty there. And I was just surprised that, yeah. well, not surprised that Kane threw himself to the ground, but I, I, I don't know. I, I know you were there, George, and we'll obviously get onto this in a second, but were you not worried at all for like even a split second? Because I thought Socrates charged oh, in. Yeah, well, two reasons, I'm, well, three reasons I, I was concerned. First one being that Socrates was involved. The second one being Harry Kane's involved, the, the fucking nation's darling. Um, that can't do no wrong. And the third being, it was totally up the other end and I was <laughs> shitting myself. But I I just, even, I, I think I might have said it on text from the other end of the ground without a replay. It was a dive show. Yeah. I just knew. I knew that there was a chance the ref could have fallen for it, but I knew that that fucking, excuse my language, I'm sorry. He was so a much fucking anger. diving cheat cunt by the Whoa, way we don't he could need play that for he's Jimmy, no, he's he could, right. he could, yeah, he could play for Swansea do we? 
listen, he could be he could play for Swansea and come from Scotland, and I think exactly the same, right? It's nothing to do with Tottenham. No, we do. He deserves it. Every single, every two, maybe three games, he does this thing. Rigor mortis. His body freezes. Limp like a fish. Hanging his ass out. Hanging a leg out here and there. He'd rather fucking get a penalty and score himself than slide it across to whoever's in the box. Can't stand the man. Cannot stand him. By the way, he couldn't care less they didn't win. He couldn't care less they didn't win. He just wants a fucking goal. I cannot stand him. Deli Ali. I can't, I'm not going to. Oh, yeah, I saw it. it was even, I don't even think it was inside the box. Oh, it was on the line. It was just outside. Well, he yeah, got right well. tackled anyway. But look, Ollie seems to agree with me. Uh, Harry Kane. Oh, I uh, do. Fucking hell. I do. Honestly. But lined up. This has, you know, this has taken us onto the game quite nicely. So, George, obviously, having been at the game today, I'd like to ask you ask whether. Ask some good questions. Huh? Ask me a few good questions. I think <laughs> I've got loads of answers. Little QA. Well, I'd just like to know how you felt when Spurs went 2 0 up. Did you think that they deserved to be ahead by two? Um, deserved. Uh, I don't think Arsenal deserved to be winning. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, we were bad defending on the the um, on the first goal, bad goalkeeping on the first goal from a P roller that you couldn't mad. Couldn't you think you hold on to Fabianski? Okay. Um, well, he, he also made a good save as well. Just one, um, a, few, made a couple a few. of good saves. Um, so I think yeah, let's. They, the, we had more of the ball. They looked a lot more dangerous when they had it. Agree with that? Did you almost take it as a compliment how they almost set up with like a counter-attacking style? No, I think they're better without the ball mm, than they are yeah. with it against any team. Proved against Newcastle. Um, I, I don't think I know they've got Ericsson, but I don't think they're particularly fluid in attack in terms of having seventy percent possession. Um, they're just very effective, very lethal going forward. Um, so I know they haven't got the best record, but they look good in these games. Um, not they, they don't control these games, but they just take their chances. Look at the, how they played at the Etihad. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do nil down ourselves to blame. Granite Xhaka, <laughs> yeah, just. I'm not going to sit here and say things that people already know, i.e. that that's just, what is he doing? I just sit here and say, I hope that Unai Emery has the balls to just say, oh, excuse me, to just say that, you know, you're not, you've, you've not warranted playing over Joe Willock, who's had a great start to the season. Tobias has come on and made things happen in this game ran the Burnley game, looked out of it against Liverpool. Xhaka, this is his third season, fourth season maybe. I'm losing count. 2016 he joined. And he looks the same player under two now, two different managers. You know, enough is enough. Like, it's not a drastic thing. I don't want him out of the club. He's a good player. He's going to be useful in certain games. But he's not a, a guaranteed starter now. And that's what I hope comes out of this because... If he's not learning, then we shouldn't put up with it anymore. It's ridiculous. I just thought that 
I, I was more impressive Arsenal. I felt as though, although you were 2-0 down, I was actually thought you started quite well. Um, the first yeah. goal especially comes from Socrates coming to try and clear out uh, whoever the midfielder was. He obviously loses that header and then they break and run through and score. These things happen. I didn't really think it was like a, a product of the game. The, the main thing that I was looking at as soon as you obviously did go behind was how you were going to respond. And I'm I'm quite surprised that so many Arsenal fans have been so negative about today's game. I guess it's maybe because of the draw away at Wembley last year and obviously this time last year winning 4-2 uh, at home. So you've obviously done better last year and you're comparing it to that. But I wouldn't see mm. this as, you know, going backwards. I think you've responded no. well. But the main problem for me was Pepe in the fact that he was doing... I've never seen a player do a turn with the ball. You're gone. Hello? He's He's actually gone. He's gone. We've lost him. That means we've lost the whole episode. Hello? No, I don't think so. He's there. I have no idea what happened there. We just lost Ollie for a second there, Ollie. You're about to say that... Nicholas Pepe did something that was a problem. No, not really a problem, but no, it was, it was two separate things I was trying to say. So firstly, I've never seen someone turn with the ball the way he does. He'll like mm. turn a player, but he'll like flick the ball up like around his knees at the same time. It's like impossible mm. to tackle. He's so nifty. But I think, I don't know what it was like for you at the game, but it almost came across to me watching on TV, like, not the fans were getting on his back, but he seemed to, like, lose confidence. At the beginning of the game, he seemed quite chilled, you know, taking people on. But a few times, he'd get the ball right wing and, like, spray the ball out to the left wing, just like a mm. like the easy pass. It was, like, a nothing mm. ball. And, like, he had a couple of shots where he didn't go in. Like, early on, he flashed that one over the bar within a minute, and he looked like a real live wire. And he just mm. seemed to go backwards. Yeah, well, I think that touching what you did just say I don't think anyone's particularly angry with it I think it is just disappointment um, in that you know, this home f- you've got to make the most of these games being at home especially with Arsenal's away record I don't think there's a particular anger there's anger in throwing away a penalty that's that's worth being angry about and it's the same old mistakes Pepe yeah look I wouldn't say it's people getting on his back at all Um it's just mass excitement and expectation, A, just around him and B, whenever he gets the ball, there's a buzz. I can promise you it's a, everyone's, if you're not already standing up, you stand up yeah. when he starts driving. I've got that vibe. And then he, I, I wouldn't agree with that. I, I think a fitness level's maybe coming into it that he sort of less, the intensity from his game dropped a little bit. Um, but he was still involved the whole way through. I was I was a bit frustrated. I felt he could have done better with a couple of chances, a couple of shots. He had one in the first half that the Reese um, kind of held well. I thought that could have that was a proper chance he could have done better with. Um, and naturally, with the price tag, he's going to be needing to sort of step up when Arsenal are hunting for that winner. We've we've just gone through and are still in the middle of five years of having. Arsenal's former record signing, highest paid player, world superstar, not delivering for Arsenal in big games. So Arsenal fans are a little bit sort of aggy when it comes to that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, I'm not excusing people sort of either sort of 
not having patience with someone, but just I think that that's what's behind it, um, if you know what I mean. Fair enough, mate. Thank you, mate. Talked for a long time then, sorry. You did, mate. I was getting a little bit bored. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I was really interested, I was bored. actually. Um, um, is Oli here? I'm here. I want to know what you oh, think about yeah. Arsenal. What I think about Arsenal is... I only watched the highlights, so you boys oh. have a better opinion than I do. So <laughs> I tell you, I I got a couple of things I'd like to say. Um, Strap yourself. This is t- yeah, two oh, two oh, games you know running. We've only got that like we've only got that like seventy percent listening. Yeah, this is why. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> two games running. Um, the draw at Wembley and now this game. Arsenal have been the better team and not got three points and six points if you include both. Um, and I think that that's frustrating. I think Emery has potched his number. Um, I think uh, I, I, it sounds early to say it, but with all that's gone on at Tottenham this summer, I think that they're at or nearing the end of this cycle of um, players. Not all of them, obviously, but uh, you know, not got a lot of respect for Potch, uh, as I've already said before, but. You know, just these excuses he's throwing around about the transfer window. And then push comes to shove in a big game. He bottles it. And chucks Vertonghen in. And chucks um, Ericsson in. Loses his nerve. Um, you know, uh, half of them don't want to be there. Manager doesn't really particularly want to be there, I don't think. Um, so I, I'm a little bit... that That's where my frust- frustrations are. Ooh. That Arsenal could have won this game. Potch said in George, an interview you know, after the game today that he'll have a party on Tuesday once the transfer window's you know shut I mean? and it's all over. And the inference was certainly that he wants to keep all these players that have been linked with leaving the club. So if that's what he's saying, obviously that could be completely different to what's happening behind closed doors. But it doesn't make sense if that's the, the party line now, yet there's been so much uncertainty for the first four games of the season. And him saying the season starts now. Who do you think you are, mate? The season starts four weeks ago with everybody else. And everybody else has their players that could be bought by other clubs. Everybody else for the last four weeks could have had their best players nabbed at the right price. If it's up to you to create a dynamic where everybody's happy and willing to give it all for the club, but you're throwing around excuses. I just... Don't like him. Again, I promise he's got nothing to do with Spurs. You just have to take my word for it. I don't even have this massive hatred for Spurs like I do for clubs like Man United. That's what I'm raised on. Even Chelsea. Spurs are obviously a rival, but anyway, Potch, I just do not, I do not like him. Um, I think he thinks he's bigger than he is. He's a good manager. He's a very good manager, but he's just a, he's a weird, weird, weird guy. Weird guy, and if you if you've not if you think that you're this big manager, not the head coach, you should have been tying down Ericsson a year ago. Should have been tying down Vertonghen a year ago, making them feel like they're the main men here. Um, so I, I, I don't know where the buck stops at Tottenham. I don't think Poch Poch when it suits him, the buck stops with him. And when it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't. But you got to also think that Tottenham aren't the type of team to go and spend give players hundreds of thousands of pounds on their wages so it's harder to keep players 
you've got 350 grand a week to give to Ozil to make sure he stays there week in, week out. They ain't got that money. They don't do that. That's not them. It's harder to keep players when you can't say, look, we'll give you, here you go, Christian, we'll give you 250 grand a week. Stay here. Oh yeah, cheers, mate. 100% I'll stay here. That's that's what happens at big clubs. Tottenham ain't got that money to do that and they don't do that. They've had that in their ethos for a very long time. So that's why it's harder for them to keep players than Mm. other clubs. It's yeah. easy no, for I, United I, to keep players there because they can offer him all the money under the sun. It's easy mm. for City to do it because they can do the same. Teams like Tottenham, they don't do that and that's why I think it's a little bit more difficult. All I heard then was Tottenham aren't a big club, Jimmy Ruff, 2019. They're not. And you they're, are right. They're not, they're not a massive club, are they? They no, haven't got the right. funds to do that. They haven't you're won the league, right. they haven't won the Champions League, they haven't got the funds that the other teams have. So that's why 100%. it's harder. You're 100% correct. I just don't like excuses, really. Um, a few years ago it felt like Potts could get on with anything and coach anyone to be in the first 11 at Tottenham um, and now I feel like he's hunting for excuses left, right and centre but I think now that the, the, the economy is now going up and up players are getting more and more it's just more mm. of a more of a tempting offer to leave Spurs and when you know Christian Eriksen probably go somewhere and get 300 grand a week off anyone he wants mm. Mm. it's tempting no matter who you he's play for no matter how loyal you are so He's coming off a bit badly in this as well, by the way. No one fucking wants you, mate. No one wants you. Man United didn't want you enough. Real Madrid don't want you, so you got to sit at Tottenham Let's for a fucking Madrid at year. one point. Uh, well. Latest yeah. chat's PSG. Um, yeah. And that's apparently not happening because Neymar's not off. But, I mean, would you even really want to go mm. to PSG? I mean, if... Yeah, why not? Fuck it. <laughs> um, just a word. Matteo Genduzzi. How fucking good was he, by the way? Yeah, had a good game. I'd probably say the best game game. I've seen him have. Um, I do feel as though it was slightly uh, praised even more because of Xhaka's poor performance. Mm, I think they can be in isolation to each other. Mm. Um, Again, I I don't even want to dwell on him. That's, that's, as far as I'm concerned, just, yeah, look at, there were, Two midfielders, one that came on eventually, but Genduzi and Sabias. And I think Willock and Torreira, you know, Torreira's got a bit more experience. Chaka doesn't need to play in his Arsenal team. It's not like he was doing stuff today that, that, that the three of those couldn't mm. do. He doesn't offer protection to the back four because the other three don't necessarily. So it's not like we need him in the team for that. Just... To phase it out, young players, hungry, not not comfortable. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Gunduzi basically very impressed, and I've watched every single game. Obviously, is that the one? Since he's come, and that was his best. Is that the centre back with curly hair on the <laughs> midfielder? <laughs> <sighs> Joking! Come on, calm it's terrible. Terrorist. <laughs> Just a little point. Um, yeah. So it's a light on the mood, and it's got to be a heated debate here, right? Um, anyone like you watch match of the day? Yep. Did you see James Madison was giving like all his mates like handshakes, Wilfred and Dee giving him like the slap. And a kiss with <laughs> Sue and Oh, come on. Come on. I was getting to that. Yeah, he's giving it all the like elbows, like slapping the hands with that with Ndidi and T. Elements. And then he goes and kisses on each side of the cheek of Soy, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm so glad. I said, I was sitting there going, well, I was watching it with, with Owen and I said, oh, did you just fucking see that? <laughs> Big Kegler. Fucking hell. 
It was bizarre, and he did. I think they did. You know, they they did like a celebration huddle after one of the goals, and they did it again. Did you see that? I promise you, they did it again. That's so funny. You saw that, fucking James Madison. Oh yeah, darling, coffee club. Fuck off, you little shit. England's good, no. Yeah, fuck off, Ollie. Talking about England, don't bring yeah, it down. We don't, <laughs> we don't want to talk about that. Perfect, perfect timing, right? <laughs> International break is here, everybody. Terrible, you know that. that on behalf yeah, of three yeah, quarters of F ninety, early should it? Oh no, all of us at F ninety then. What are you it doing? We don't mental. Let they give us Big a little problem. teaser. It's like when you go, oh, here you go. Here's a here's a pink and blue cola bottle from this bag of pink and blue cola bottles, and they go, that. Ah, yeah. oh, you're not having any more pink and blue cola bottles. You got to wait a week. <laughs> Yeah, and you've got to have a fucking Werther's original. <laughs> not even and a Werther's. You, you got to have a, you know, a you know those, you know those, uh, what are they called? The Space Invader thingies, the the, the polystyrene discs <laughs> with the sherbet <laughs> in the middle. Uh, take away your pink and blue cola Flying saucers. Flying saucer. All we can have is flying saucers for the rest of the week. Yeah. Oh, have that disintegrate yeah. on your tongue for two weeks. That is exact. <laughs> I couldn't put it better myself, Jimmy. I could not put it better myself. Um, anyway, that the international break is here. The international interruption. That's, That's fucking great. good, isn't it? It's Patented F knighted. That that is what F-90. we're calling it. <laughs> 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 the international interruption the first of the season is here uh, I think let's look at the table four weeks in we won't go through 20 positions obviously uh, Liverpool sitting at the top 12 points four wins from four City are close 10 points three wins and a draw they're both their goal difference already Man City plus 11 Liverpool plus 9 um, not much going on then but we'll look at the bottom Villa Norwich and Watford sitting down at the bottom, still. Are we going to talk obviously. about the fact Leicester are third? No, because well, yeah, I mean they're on their own out there at third. They're not level with yeah, anyone. Exactly. Very good start. Haven't had the toughest games, if you ask me. Um, they had Chelsea. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It is true. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's there's your brief and terrible table review. I'm gutted we ain't got a four losses from four. Anyone like left? It's true. West Ham. You're not <laughs> doing it. Where are you when you uh, when you need us? Eh? <laughs> uh, right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we we are going to still uh, released as normal. Uh, next episode on Friday, content. despite the yeah, despite the international interruption. Um, there'll be some blogs as well. Uh, Team of the week out tomorrow. Courtesy of me. Every other week. Every other week. It was bank holiday last week. Throws a spanner in the works, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Bank holiday. Um, Let me have a day off, right? You and I was working. We're gonna have we're gonna have a fun couple of podcasts Friday, Monday. They're all Um, fun. Forward to that. They are. They're all fun. They are. Um, Has that been finalised, George? Yeah, it has just now. Um, No, the, the the topics of our fun podcasts. No, 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 no. Okay, well, make sure you um, tune in to find out what they will be. 100%. Right, say goodbye, Ollie. Goodbye, everybody. <clears throat> goodbye from me, Jimmy. Tell the if people you, uh, where to find us. If you haven't heard it yet and you're wondering where to find us, uh, 
F90 podcast Twitter and Instagram handle. And if you're thinking, oh, I can't be bothered to type that into Twitter and Instagram, you just go on your Google Chrome, your Firefox, your uh, Safari, your your other any other web browser you've got available to you. You pop in f90podcast.com <laughs> and you uh, go and find our Twitter and Instagram on there, blogs, podcast, a lot, and a little bit of news as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Fuck me. <laughs> well done, everybody, for getting through that one. <laughs> Jesus. Halfway oh. through, I remembered you telling me about how they're getting longer each time, so that's why I started laughing.